Bonjour, fit fam. It's Nathalie Lacombe coming to you today. Again in bed, one of, I must say, my favorite places to meet people. Welcome to In Bed with the Fitness Industry. I am your um, coach. I am your Cupid for the fitness industry. And I'm matchmaking you again today with a <laughs> phenomenal colleague and friend of mine. Hello, Barb. Hi, this is so much fun. This is the, this is the most fun I've ever had doing this. I like people love being able to, they're like, did I tidy up my room? I, 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 they're always I have to, to give my me cover. Oh gosh, it's not right. My sheets. No, it looks beautiful. It <laughs> looks really cozy. Uh, and I love how you even said you're like, you're tempted to take a nap after this. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> so for those of you that haven't had the pleasure of meeting um, Barbara Bordowski, she and I met at an event in the US mm -hmm. a few years ago now. And we've had the pleasure of connecting and of working together and of doing some coaching and all of these things. Barbara is a phenomenal leader and executive in the fitness industry. You've worked for some of the biggest companies out there in a lot of different ways. You are passionate about programming. You are passionate about helping fitness leaders grow in their careers. And you are passionate about bringing the best of what we offer to as many people as possible. And that's why I'm so happy to have you today. Welcome. Ah, oh, it's such a pleasure to be here. That's what happens when your executive coach does the introduction. I'm a fan. Well, you will get one. I will get <laughs> one. I am a fan of my clients and you're absolutely one of those people for sure. So okay. let's talk about the in bed stuff right from the get go. Let's I love it. what you wrote. So I asked you what your sleepwear was and you said um, anything cozy that can, can come off in a hot flash. <laughs> I did say that. And I, so I, I put it on like a sweatshirt, like I'm a sweatshirt and sweatpants type person and just take it off. So Just I start with this and I end up usually like in my underwear only. <laughs> and isn't your husband lucky? Um, <laughs> your preferred bedtime, you said around nine to 10, your preferred waking hour from six to six 30. So you like to have those eight hours a night yeah. whenever possible. Yeah. Without an alarm too. Like I don't even set an alarm. Really? Yeah. I just wake up every, every morning. I wake up at five, between five 45 and six 15, just naturally. Just naturally. Yeah, that's oh, that's really over the pandemic, right? Like that's one of the nice things I just, I got a great rhythm down. Like I've, if I set an alarm, it's like startling, like rude, <laughs> rude. Oh, that's too funny. And so, well, speaking of the last couple of years, tell us how your focus has changed as a professional and as executive in the industry. How has it changed since 2020 for you? How are you seeing your own career shift since 2020? Gosh, there's been so many shifts and changes. Um, I would say I have had to learn to be, super flexible. I've had to learn to give myself and my overachieving self a lot of grace. And I've also really learned how to set healthy boundaries now, knowing what I want to have a healthy, happy life and a successful career. And, um, I don't, the work-life balance thing is, I don't even, uh, it's like, uh, I really, I just like to find like my an ebb and a flow that works where before yes. I was kind of out of, I was a slave to what needed to be done for a company. And now I really want to live my life. The pandemic taught me that, you know, you, we need to live our life in a way that's, that, that brings value. And like, what, what is important to me? Like, mm. I know exactly what's important to me and it's my family period. Like mm. everything has to be around that now or before it's like, yeah, I love my family, but it's like, it didn't take the precedent it takes now. And now I know that my true joy happens with my daughter, my son, my husband, my grandkids, and my dad. 
you know, like, mm. so those things are my priorities. Love that. I um, learned that. No, that's, that's fantastic. And well, to, I mean, to learn it is one thing to then set boundaries around it is yeah. what I think a lot of people find challenging. So yeah. I love the confidence and, and the strength in which you propose those things. One of the things that you've had the opportunity to work on and discover and get curious about um, during the last couple of years, I've noticed is how fitness professionals and group fitness and, and personal trainers, but fitness professionals at large embrace or not um, technology um, and the ones that struggle with the concept of like, well, there's me versus big tech. They tried at the beginning and they're like, oh, whatever, Zoom, that's it. I'm going to go back to seeing what I can do where they waited till the facilities reopened. I know it was a bit different. You're, you're yeah. in, in California and we're in Canada. Canada, we had the closures were a little bit longer, but how has that, how, did you find that um, encouraging? Did you find it frustrating to see how the fitness industry related to technology? Because you have had some opportunities to work with companies that were really, really focused on, on yeah. bringing, using and embracing tech. So what did you see? Uh, I, I did see people embrace it and think, um, not reinvent themselves, but find another way to um, expand their repertoire of, of ways to get their, their gifts out to the world. I mm. did see that. Um, I, I think we were really lucky that so many went, we're really like, God, there's so many blessings in, in it. You know, we were lucky in that the, commu the, the community came together and we worked hard to help each other to go, mm. to go digital, like to go online. We, we, um, people set up classes quickly. Like this is how you set up your, your, your ring light and your, you know, your microphone and how you play your music and what's the best practices. And um, some people did monetize it, which I was never mad about. I thought good on them. Like they know how to do it, sell it for a price. Others just offered it free on YouTube. And I loved how people came together to help each other kind of get on, get online and do a good job. My fear is that people want to, it to be done online and they're going to go back to teaching just in real life. I keep seeing that IRL. I always see that on LinkedIn and IRL yeah. in real life. Like, okay, yeah. we have new acronyms now. We um, do. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's a mistake to ditch the digital because it's hybrid forever. It's truly hybrid wow. forever. So I just, I, I, that's my biggest fear. I'm proud of how everyone reacted, but like, don't, don't give up on that. Keep, keep one toe in, lean keep in. One toe in. Yeah, yeah, keep one toe yeah, in. Yeah. Use it as an opportunity again, yeah. use it as, or, or, you know, or understand where it sits. And maybe if it's not you, that's going to do it, then work with somebody who yeah. does and yeah. make like you said, under, understand it. Cause there's so much learning that came with it for us to just discard that. I, I understand yeah. why. I Plus you're right. The yesterday. future is hybrid. I had a call with a girl yesterday and she wasn't quite sure. She's like, I don't, I'm not on social media. I don't know if I should have my own fitness channel. I'm like, create the channel, mm. create a channel, dabble when you want, but have it. So God forbid something happens again, you're mm. ready. So don't, mm. don't just get out. Cause like I'm not on social media. I can't promote myself. None of that matters. Ha have it ready. So if something happens, you're prepared. You know, yeah, set I think yourself people, up. Yeah, they give them all these like, I don't have social media. I'm not good on Facebook. I'm not good running myself. You teach classes to a couple of people a week. Mm. Like you have a following. Maybe they're not mm. like in your backyard right now, but if something happened, they'd find you. Well, speaking of that, you and I have had conversations about how group fitness instructors in particular. So let's let's look into yeah. the the challenges that fitness professionals faced, um, but with. I mean, group fitness, you've been so involved with, again, yeah. so many of the bigger organizations related to group fitness. What do you see as the future 
of group fitness. I'm hearing, I feel like it's almost polarizing right now mm-hmm. um, where people are like, it's, it's changing, it's ever evolving. We're going to the future. That includes digital, that includes a bunch of different things. And other people who are like, no, it's going to go back to this because <laughs> it must be the in-person experience. And, and, um, and I, I find it's, it's confusing and it's frustrating and the instructors are getting lost in the middle of that and yeah. we're losing them from the industry. And we have right. a labor shortage right now. So What's your crystal ball? What do you see as the future of group fitness? I mean, if I could, if I could like give anybody advice, Mm. um, it'd be, be well diversified and regardless of what you teach, just remain relevant. Um, and relevancy means that you have to be well diversified. You can't put all your eggs in one basket because when you do that, if the basket moves, like you don't have no more eggs, like you're like, you don't have no more eggs. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to stay diversified. And I, you know, what we were talking now, you and I, a couple of weeks, it was a long, a while ago about, mm-hmm. I remember when I was um, with a large company, it's like 20 years ago, I sent an email out to about 250 group X instructors. Cause what I was seeing happening was, and this is a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. I saw instructors um, teaching one brand, being an advocate for one brand or for one format. And yeah, I mean, at the time that format was banging hot, but what I noticed over time was I'm going to use step as an example, mm. like a step instructor who had 95 people on Saturdays in her class. Right. And she <laughs> kept same, same everything. And over time people stopped coming because she couldn't bring new people in because it was too hard to follow. And mm. she couldn't, um, so she couldn't grow it. So over time it dropped, dropped, dropped. So her ability to stay relevant and um, be diversified. So she was down to like one format, one hour, because it just kind of windled down that way. And I had an aha moment. Like if you want to be in this industry for long, for the long haul, which I think we all do because it's so much fun. It takes a little bit of work. You can't just rest on your laurels that, yeah, your class Mm. is full today. You have, you know, a full class today. That may not be the case via pandemic or via, you know, someone decided that 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 format's no longer the thing. And that happens all the time, mm-hmm. you know, being diversified and understand remaining relevant. Mm. And when I say relevant, I mean, what is the newest trend? And for me, I mean, the, so the trend now, full disclosure is going to be mo- mobility and autonomy. I really believe that. Like, I think moving forward, it's about being mobile, moving well, and living a life that affords you autonomy when you're in your 80s. So in your 30s, it should still be, you should think about your 80s, but we don't. But I think we're becoming, because of aura rings, because of all this feedback we get with wearables, we're understanding mm. the importance of rest, you know, water, blah, blah, blah. So I think that the industry is going to go more towards mobility. Um, you know, um, I just use mobility as like, the, the catch-all for like move to move well, right? Yeah. I don't think we enough time there. Like um yoga, I think yoga is going to stay hot and be a thing. And also walk, how crazy is walking? Mm-hmm. Like we learned during the pandemic that like, actually we all have some tennis shoes and we can all go for a walk. And now all yeah. the benefits of walking is coming out there. So mm. um, understand that you don't have to do HIIT training, you know, until you're sweating, until you drop dead. And I pushed that for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. You can actually mm-hmm. be, be nice to your body and get results. Um, 
It's Bye. interesting you bring up the trends. You know, I I um I posted something on social. I think it was last week. Posted something on social media about how what successful trainers and instructors versus the ones that um, aren't as successful and don't have as much longevity. And one of the things I mentioned in successful, and there's a few different things there, but one of the things I said there is that they're open-minded to trends. I didn't say follow trends. I didn't say jump on every trend. I literally use the language open-minded to trends. And I put it on, I, I shared it on some groups and girl, I got people were like, oh, but the trends and this and that and safety and whatever. And I'm like, we have, you have to understand if they are trends, it's because a lot of people are doing it. There's yeah. a reason why it's a trend. And these are consumers. And these are the people that instead of fighting for the darn always 15% of the population that yeah. comes to structured environment and gyms, if they're doing it as a trend, be curious about it. Yeah. Be open-minded about it. Instead of us staying on our gosh darn solid, strong ivory tower of saying <laughs> this is the only way to do things all the time. And I was surprised because again, I use, you know me, I pick my language really carefully. I didn't say follow all the trends in order to stay in the industry. I said, be open-minded to them, which to me, I mean, saying to, saying to people to being open-minded and then that being what they jump on to criticize what I, I found that fascinating, ah. kind of fascinating that there was a defensiveness towards that versus a, if people are doing it and they're moving, then great. Yeah. It's great that they're moving because the greatest risk is what we're fighting against is sedentary living. Yeah. It's not against one another. We're fighting against the pain of sedentary living. And the second we start believing in that and go at it from that, you know, the abundance mindset, which you talk about a lot too, there's just so many things. We're going to affect so many more people, save so many more lives, you know? Think about, I mean, how depressing would it be if you and I sat down and thought about all of our years in this industry? And we, if we looked at the change in mortality, um, uh, in obesity, in overall health and wellness, and the progress made over the past, I've been in the industry for I'm more than 30 years. I can't even count anymore. Mm. It's over 30. Um, it's like not even a dent, not even a dent. No. And, no. and it's funny because even the YMCA, and I am such a fan of the YMCA, they have, um, their, their goal is to find the health seekers, health mm. seekers. They want the health seekers. Love that. Yeah. The problem I had with that was health seekers don't pay the bills mm. because health seekers come and they go right? It's like they come in, they don't like it, they leave. We've not found a way to capture the health seekers and keep them. We're not doing our job. We keep the 15% without a problem. Like they'll come regardless, right? But that true health seeker, if you put all your money in in that and try to build your business on just a health seeker, it's like, it's hard to pay the bills. So you go back to your old ways. So we need to come together as a, you know, as a community and as a as an industry and just, and your posts are so spot on Allie about like, we're, we need to reframe how we talk about this yeah. because if we can't get people to move, get them to move first, just get them to move first and then teach yeah. them how to move well. But if Instead you get, of, but I love it. Go ahead. Yeah. I love that you're putting out, you're pointing out the fact that, cause it is one thing to, to your, to your point that I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with the fact that we've built an entire industry on making fit people fitter. Um, yes. But I love the fact that you're pointing out, but that that's where the money is and, or that's where the sustainable money feels yeah. like it is. Um, but then we're just pulling, we're not having an impact um, and we're not seen as being essential. And we're not doing these things if that's where we stick. So yeah. So it's work. 
it's work. And I love that you're like, to have a sustainable longevity type of career in this industry, we will need to work. We'll need to continue to better understand what helps take those help seekers and turn them into people who are then, um, you go through the behavior change and are actually active in their lives. Taking sedentary people and making them active is really tough. It's really tough, but I I would love to you know, have a little bit of a dent in the yeah. rates of inactivity and the rates of sedentary living before either of us decide that we retire. <laughs> See if they can get a dent. If I really think about it, I thought all of this work and what the what? Mm. You know, and and it's it's getting people to move is one thing. And if you just start with the basics, move your body, sleep well, drink water. Mm. Like just start there. Like we don't yeah. start there though. We start with, okay, okay. It's high fat, low protein. It's, you know, it's add this yeah. to your water. It's, you yeah. know, here's how you do a burpee. Like uh, perfecting, very- perfecting a burpee, perfecting yeah. a burpee. Yeah. It was yeah. somebody, somebody posted this, this lovely gentleman posted something about, I still don't understand why we even started with the burpee and everything else. Like, what's the point? What's the, per- really, what's the purpose if you think about it of a burpee? And I'm like, um, sports bra resilience testing. <laughs> Aside from that, I still, I still don't know what the, agreed. I still don't know what the purpose is. Tell yeah. me, um, Tell me, listen, we're looking into the, 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 the we are f- recording this in the spring of 2022, looking forward into 22. What are some projects you're excited about? What do you see in the industry that gets you excited? What are you optimistic about? And what are, I'm asking lots of questions, but what are your moments of gratitude? Because I know that those are things that reflecting on those are so important to you. Um. So the first question was what? Oh my gosh. Your projects. My projects. Um, my goal in this space is to connect people, just connect people. Mm-hmm. I really, I find great joy in connecting people to people. Um, mm-hmm. I like to be a connector of people, either to um, someone to fitness in the fitness industry or industry to industry or industry to executive. I find mm-hmm. great joy in, in bringing people mm-hmm. together to help each other. So if someone see, if someone needs something, I want to find the person that can solve that for them. Like, I really, I love doing that. Like to me, that's like, Oh, I know a person. Um, that's where I probably find my greatest joy is connecting people. And, and so I'm, I'm excited about that because I do see myself in a future doing a lot of that. And the second thing I'm excited about is this new creator economy. Mm. Um, there's so much peer to peer learning that can be done in our space where, um, you know, expert to expert, expert to consumer. There's so much peer-to-peer learning that can be done. And I see so much opportunity out there right now in that space where there's so, listen, we're the experts in our space. I mean, it's kind of arrogant to say, I don't mean to be arrogant, but the experts in the space, it's an aging population because we were kind of brought up in industry Mm. different than people that are being brought into the space now. And I Mm. think it's because of pre-design it's, um, but if, even if you look at, um, I talk about it all the time, like the presenters at idea or some of the, co- the conferences, they're all about my age. I'm 55. They're all about my age. There's a whole generation of younger folk that need to be brought up and, and put on that stage. And I really want to be part of the, I want to be part of that process, you know, of, mm. of bringing people into the space and having them lead. Um, because there's a gap there's a there's it's weird, but there's a gap in, there in, is. in our space and there's plenty of good leaders but we just need to give them the opportunity to lead. 
Yeah. Look, so and, I'm excited yeah. about that. And and some of that is, you know, is the 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 mentoring, some of that mm-hmm. is the leadership, and some of that is getting out of the way because yeah. they know they know things. It's their planet, it's their time, yeah. it's their people. Um, so yeah. some of that from time to time, and I know it's not easy for us all the time, but some of that is just getting curious about what they're phenomenal at, yeah. which is different than maybe what we brought yep. to 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 our yeah. To, to the industry in our time. And yeah. that's okay too. There's plenty of room in the sandbox. And so oh my I gosh, there's no scarcity. And um, I can teach um, a, a, the younger, the younger kiddos. I mean, I can bring so much value to them and um, help them move along in this space. And um, I'm excited about doing that. Like I'm not ready to retire, but no. I do think that, you know, it's such an amazing industry where we spend so much time with each other that um, just paying it, paying it forward and bringing people along mm-hmm. and bringing them up who want to be brought up because the, the, the millennials have different gifts than we have, you know, they get mocked a lot, but they've taught us a heck of a lot during the pandemic, mm-hmm. because all we're doing right now is acting like a millennial, like, no, nah, actually, I don't want to go to work. I want to stay home. And actually, I don't, like we've, lo- I've, we've learned so much about actually <laughs> how they do business, you know, like actually they were right on a lot of things that we, that we may have mocked back in the day. And I just mm-hmm. think there's so much room for, a new generation to, to step in and lead. And there are some really great young leaders in our space right now. I see them all the time at conferences, but there needs to be more. Mm. I'm sorry about Tell that. me what your, what your moments of gratitude revolve around. I am so simple. It's my grandkids. Like I, I tear up. I went around. I'm like, I look at my grand, I have a brand new, a brand new grandson. He's only nine weeks old. And just um, my whole life, I want to spend with my kids and my grandkids. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's just my true north. That's my true north, my family. And mm-hmm. I get the most joy when I'm playing with my grandsons or holding the baby or talking to my husband about our kids with how, what mm-hmm. they were like when they were little. It's just the cheesiest oh, thing, but that's when I realized what joy was. That's, that's when I found true joy. Mm-hmm. You, don't, nice. I, you don't have to buy it. Like it's, I don't have to buy it. And I love that the past couple of years has re-solidified that for you and, oh, yeah. and that moving forward in your career, that that remains yeah. um, the most important thing, the priority. But um, don't get me wrong. And, I still want to travel the world and I still want to see all the yeah. things and do all the things, yeah. but I, that's the most important thing to me. That's the place that comes in. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to chat in bed today. This is um, <laughs> can I say one more thing? You can. So yeah. um, full disclosure, Natalie, um, Natalie has been my executive coach. Um, and I have learned. So when I left my, my role at Beachbody, I was kind of, I was looking, I just knew I needed some sort of, um, like leadership and you have been there for me more than once. Um, when I've had to make big decisions or make challenging decisions. And I, I want to encourage every woman, cause you said something to me the other day that read, you say a lot of things, but when I said working home alone in a space, you can lose your confidence you can lose your confidence. And you said, that's not just you. That's not just me. She's like, you said, that's women working home alone in a remote environment. Like it's, I'm not the only one. I'm like, Oh, thank God. I'm not the only one. Um, you've given me so many like aha moments that if people don't have an executive coach or a true, a really good mentor, I highly recommend it because it makes all, all the business decisions I make, it makes my, it makes my decisions so much easier. So you're a gift. I wanted to just thank you because You've been such a gift to me for the past two years. Thank you. Thank you. you so much you're doing God's that. work. You're just really doing good work. I really appreciate it. Thank you so I much. You're welcome.
And thank you for coming on today. Um, We will put your information um, on social media so that everybody can find you. And I really, really look forward to when we are in the same room and we can have a nice cuddle. I know. I can't wait to hug all people. But I can't wait. I can't wait to do that. And um, I wish you um, nothing but the phenomenal success and opportunity to uh, to guide and to mentor that you absolutely deserve. Thanks so much, Natalie. (laughs) Thanks so much.